Not only are we on a schedule, but we also have to make sure that we're pumping for adequate time. So as an exclusive pumper, someone that's solely removing milk at the breast by pump, you want to make sure that you're pumping long enough. So unfortunately, a five minute session isn't going to be enough. Hey mama, welcome to Tired Mom's Club with Be My Breast Friend. My name is Chris and I am the creator of Be My Breast Friend on Instagram and BeMyBreastFriend.com. I am a mom of four, third time exclusive pumper and CLC. Join me for the duration of your pump session, whether you're sitting in a dark room during your middle of the night pump, at work, traveling, or keeping baby occupied while you prep the next bottle. We are going to talk about all things lactation and more. Hang out with me while I share more insight behind some of my favorite pump reviews and breastfeeding products. There will also be guests. I have made friends with some of the coolest people around. We will touch on lactation education to maternal nutrition, starting your little one on solids, and sometimes just some freestyle chit-chat with my breasties. So sit back, relax, use some of that fancy hammer to trigger a letdown, and turn me up. Let's get started. All right, this topic. This is a topic that I probably have or should have already talked about, but you know what? Better late than never. So let's get to it. The question is, and that I get so often, is, hey, Kristen, I am exclusively breastfeeding my baby, aka only feeding them at the breast, but I want to transition into exclusive pumping. What and how do I do this? Okay, so we're going to talk about this from a couple different angles. Number one, let's just like get this out there and get get over it because it's important, but I don't have a whole lot to say about it. It's bottles. You might be saying, well, what's it really matter? I'm, I'm getting away from the boob. I just want to feed a bottle. Like, does it really matter? Yes, it can still matter. So I'm going to encourage you to go head back and I'll put it in show notes. Go listen to the podcast with my friend Courtney Olson. She's an SLP and an IBCLC from Lactation Chat. She um, her and I, we go, we get into like bottles and the kind of bottle that would help encourage a deep latch between breast and bottle. And again, you might be like, Kristen, we're getting away from the boob. Like we just want to feed a bottle. Like, does it really matter? Yes, it still can matter because with a properly shaped nipple, bottle nipple, you're still going to benefit the oral functions of your baby. So you might as well, if you have it, if you're able to, if you've got a clean slate, no bottles picked out, there's no harm in choosing a bottle that's not not going to, well, there's no harm in choosing a bottle that is going to benefit your baby's oral skills. And there are definitely better bottles out there than others. So let's just put that out there. Go back, listen to that podcast when you're done here, and then hopefully that can help dial in um, something that you're looking for uh, when choosing the right bottle to transition to feed baby. And then now the next one, your pump. We are moving away from baby at the boob and we are moving to exclusively pumping, solely removing milk from the breast with a breast pump. So this is really important and it would be just as important if you were starting out from the very beginning with a breast pump. I want to treat this topic, this part of this conversation with just as as much emphasis and importance as we would if we were talking about how to start breast or excuse me, if we were starting out pumping from the very beginning, because essentially that's what we're doing. We're transitioning and that pump is going to be truly our breast friend. And if it's not removing milk adequately, like your baby once was, assuming that may have been the case for you, which helped establish your milk supply or got it off to hopefully the best start, and we're not following through with that, we could very well be putting our milk supply at a disadvantage. So we want to make sure that we are putting 
all of our eggs into a really great basket, not like your LV or I love Mom Cozy M5, so I'm not here to trash anybody, but I'm going to say it. Your Mom Cozy, Mom Med, Willow, um, Willow Go, 3.0, LV Stride, LV. Those pumps are not primary pumps. Those pumps should not be used for soul removal. Someone is going to come at me, I know it, and they're going to say, I use the LV from the very beginning, and I have a very ample uh, supply, uh, oversupply. It's wonderful. And I love that pump. And you shouldn't be saying that about that pump because it works so well for me. That's the key word. It worked well for you. I will tell you confidently, and I'm not trying to be mean here. That is never, ever my intention. I just want to make sure that I'm always crystal clear that those kinds of pumps, the ones that go in your bra with the flange built into the, the, the case that has potentially the motor sitting within it or on top of it, those pumps are not going to be your most effective means at removal. And with milk removal that is not where it should be, we're not moving milk like we could be, then yes, you could definitely be decreasing your milk supply because when milk is left behind, it signals to the body, hey, we don't need all this milk. Let's start decreasing our milk supply to match or regulate what is being left behind in the breast and what is being removed. So with that said, you might say, well, then Kristen, okay, smart butt, like what is my pump that I want to be using for primary removal? So unfortunately, there isn't just one answer for this. It truly is what you respond best to. And you might say, well, I respond best to the LV. Well, then if you're a unicorn, then that is going to be the case for you. But I'm going to say that your Spectra S1, S2, the Unimom Opera Plus, the Pumpables Genie Advance. I would love to say the Motif Luna. Um, in the original one, I would put in that category. In the second one, I still kind of will. Like, you don't even know there's a second one because they did this like secret switcheroo. And the new pump, the new Motif Luna, it's just not as good as the first one. It doesn't vibrate like the first one. It's not as effective, although it's still a good pump. But like the motherboard's dying. Like, it's having all these issues. So, what I'm going to say is if you have a list of pumps to choose from, and Spectra's on there or Pumpables Genie Advance is on there, I would go with one of those. If the Opera Plus is on there, I would forget everything I just said and go straight to the Opera Plus because that pump, that pump needs a crown. It is it is my favorite pump. It is so effective. It's, it's amazing. I just think it's a really fabulous one. I'm not going to go like off the rails on it, but um, the Opera Plus, if that's an option, it's a Unimom Opera Plus. I'll link it in here with a discount code and I say that because I have one, but it's still an expensive pump, so I'm not going to encourage you to buy it. But if your insurance can cover it, by all means, please get it. <laughs> okay, so now we have our pump. And what do we do with that pump? We need to get on a schedule. It is so important that we start pumping regularly. So you don't want to you don't want to just pump four times a day. Like your baby is eating more than four times a day. So we should be pumping as often as baby is eating. And in some cases, we might be having to pump a little bit more and you could be throwing in an extra short, like a shorty session just to encourage and move a little more milk that we may be, you know, that we may be in need of. If you find that you are not removing as much milk as you had anticipated were in your breasts, um, and you're thinking like, wow, what was my baby even eating? Cause I'm not able to remove any milk. There's a couple things I want to add to this. So number one, the pump is not always going to be the most 
accurate reflection of your milk supply. Uh, but that is not supposed to discourage you. That's not supposed to do anything. I just want you to know that. But there's more to it. So what I want to add to that is your flange size really does matter. So you have to make sure that you're using a fitted flange for your specific size, your needs. And yes, you could require two different size, um, one for each breast. And to help dial this in, I have um, a nipple roller that I sell at BeMyBestFriend.com. That can help you. Or if you're like, I don't want to buy something. Is a sales pitch? Absolutely not. I just know it's going to help. However, if you don't want to buy it, I will link my friend Tamari's nipple roller because I don't. if you don't buy mine and you download her free download, all that we care about is that you are getting your right fitted flange. It's really important that you're using a flange that's right for your body. Okay, so that's number one. That could be a huge player in milk removal. Secondly, hands-on massaging. It's really important that you get in there and you move milk physically. So you don't want to just sit there, arms at the side, you know, like angry that you're sitting there. You want to get in there and you want to move milk with your hands. You know, I'm not saying that you need to be squeezing your breasts like it's a Heinz 57 ketchup bottle, okay? We're not trying to squeeze it out, but we definitely want to use our hands to help aid and remove trigger letdowns. So I will share a little bit more of that in show notes. I have a reel that um, shares how I use hands-on massaging to help trigger letdowns and remove milk. So now in addition to this, not only are we on a schedule, but we also have to make sure that we're pumping for adequate time. So as an exclusive pumper, someone that's solely removing milk at the breast by pump, you want to make sure that you're pumping long enough. So unfortunately, a five-minute session isn't going to be enough. The chances of that are very unlikely. Uh, generally speaking, a pumping session can be anywhere between 15 and 30 minutes. I will say from experience, my first pumping journey with my multiples, I pumped for 30 minutes every single time. Power pumping is a one hour session, but that's like, that's a whole topic in itself is power pumping. Um, but generally speaking, you're talking again, 15 to 30 minutes. With my second round of pumping, my first session of the day, I knew it took me 45 minutes to empty. So every morning I would get to the office, close my door. I sat at my desk with a closed door, no windows. And uh, I would pump for 45 minutes every single morning. And I knew that's what I needed to remove all of the milk from my breasts. And again, I would be using hands-on massaging. My flanges fit. Like there wasn't anything wrong. I just knew that's what it took. But then Every session after that, I would pump for 30 minutes. And I knew that at 28 minutes, I would trigger a letdown. So I just pumped for all 30. And then once my letdown was done and I felt like, okay, like I don't feel any pockets of milk in my breast. Like I, I can't, I don't think there's anything else in there. Cause remember your breasts are not always, are not truly empty. There's their production is always taking place, but you want to make sure that the bulk of the milk in your breast is removed as an exclusive pumper. If, if that's our means at removing milk, we just want to make sure that we're moving all that we can. Um, now moving forward, I've been pumping for 15 months and maybe it's with every subsequent child is like how, how much time I don't have to pump. So, you know, when I just had three kids, I had a little more time to pump. Now that I have four, I swear, I feel like I have no time to pump. So what I do I wake up in the morning, I pump for 30 minutes. Um, unlike I used to do the 45, I don't do that anymore because my supply isn't what it used to be. I've let it kind of drop a bit. I'm not like as diligent at pumping like I really should be, to be honest. Um, I know it takes 30 minutes to empty, and sometimes I get have to break that 30 up into two 15s if I'm, you know, 
sidetracked by the kids or something and it's okay to come back and finish a session. But now like a regular session for me, if I'm lucky is 15 to 20 minutes. I shoot for 20, but a lot of the times I'm at like 12 to 15 and that's because I've got everyone calling my name. So I, you're going to get to know your supply. You're going to get to know your body and what you expect out of a pump session. And I think with that is going to really drive in how often and how long you need to be pumping. And once you have a better idea of that, then you can start playing with your schedule. So I would honestly, I would shoot high. I would aim for more sessions. And then if you find that you're producing more milk than you need, but and maybe your your desire is not to create a stash and you're like, hey, man, I can get some of my time back because I have way more milk than I need. Then I would talk about decreasing decreasing that time on the pump to suit your needs and your baby's volume, not, you know, the needs that they need. So um, the amount of milk they need. So there's there's just no one right way to answer this question, but I would definitely shoot high and longer than go like, well, you only need to pump three times a day. I will tell you when I pump three times a day, my body goes into weaning mode. So you want to make sure that you're pumping as often as baby is eating. And if you find that you're not getting enough milk, I would troubleshoot why that could be. And if you're like, well, my flange fits, I'm using hands, I'm massaging, my pump seems to be adequate um, and effective. Like what more can I do? I would add in more sessions. So again, shoot high. And then when you get your supply where you want it to be, where you hope it will be, um, then from there you can talk and think about like, okay, what can I do to make this like just easier, right? That's what we, we all want. No one wants to pump eight times a day. That is a fact. So I guess something that I hadn't mentioned yet, which I've already kind of gotten into the tail end of transitioning into exclusive pumping, but what do you do if baby is currently at the boob and you want to move into exclusively pumping? You, you got to fill a bottle, right? So what you're going to want to do is hopefully you'll be able to pump about 30 minutes after baby eats. I would recommend start pumping. Start pumping after baby eats like a couple times a day. And this is also is going to be um, reliant on how much milk you're able to express. If you're getting uh, like out of two pump sessions in the day enough for a bottle, that's fabulous. I would start collecting milk when you can. And instead of putting baby to the breast and you have a full bottle, I would give them that bottle, but make sure you pump because now we're working to get ahead of baby's appetite. We're getting ahead of them at the boob and we're going to slowly eliminate sessions. So again, um, say they're like, you know, feeding at the breast multiple times a day, go ahead, continue with that routine. And then after they're done eating, now is when we're going to try to build a bottle. So 30 minutes after they eat, I would get in there for, I would say a 15 minute session, get some milk out, put it in the refrigerator. Next time baby eats, Get back in there 30 minutes later. Hopefully you can pull some milk out and add that to the bottle. And until you get a full bottle, then we're going to use that full bottle and we're going to feed baby that full bottle while we do a full pumping session of 15 to 30 minutes, depending on what your needs are. So I think I think I kind of went backwards on that, but that is how we're going to transition from boob to baby. And then once we get to the bottle... We're going to take it, you know, take it all the way out with the pump, the schedule, how often you're pumping, the frequency and middle of the night. Okay, so if baby is not feeding through the middle of the night and you are post 12 weeks postpartum, then honestly, if you can, because I think we all earn and deserve our sleep, I would sleep through the night if you can. Um, If you are struggling to make milk and you're like, it's. 13 weeks and she's, you know, baby's sleeping, but I just know I need that. I need a little bit more milk. Then 
My recommendation, and it's not popular opinion because no one wants to do it, but you're going to want to wake up in the middle of the night to pump. So you might ask, well, how many times do I have to do this? Two times a night? No, absolutely not. I wouldn't do that to you. I would suggest, if you can, um, pump or feed baby at nine o'clock. That's, this is like what I would do. This is my routine. Nine o'clock at night, go to bed, wake up about one o'clock in the morning and pump while everyone is hopefully sleeping and you get some quiet time. I know it stinks, but I actually, I saw this, I saw the, you know, light at the end of the tunnel eventually. I used to use that time to play on my computer and like create like memory books and stuff for my kids. And it was it actually turned out to be really peaceful. And then I found out totally unrelated. I found out more recently, my mom's mom, my grandma, she used to wake up every night at like 2 a.m. or 1 a.m. and she would make coffee, turn on the television, and that was her quiet time. I just learned that recently and I could not relate more. I mean, I don't want to do that, but I totally get it. Okay, side, that was totally unrelated, but I thought that was funny. And it kind of like, kind of makes me sad because it stinks that that's what we have to do to get quiet time around here. But you know what? Sometimes it's just the way it is. And it, it's just a season of life, right? So you might be like, I don't want to wake up in the middle of the night. You won't be waking up in the middle of the night forever. That's how I think of it. I won't be pumping forever. Eventually the season is going to be over. And as much as I hate to admit it, I'm going to miss it because it's been such a big part of my life for so many reasons. So um, if you find that you are trying to make more milk and baby is sleeping and you are just like grabbing at straws at this point and you just don't really know what to do, I would encourage you to wake up in the middle of the night one time at 1 a.m., get a 30-minute session and hopefully it can go a little longer because hopefully it's quiet and then get your butt back back to bed and then start your day up all over again. And ideally, this is my like perfect world situation, five times a day five times to six times a day, five times, or let's say five times a day. Okay. And that six pump, we're going to call that. And Tamari, if you're listening, don't hate me for it. I'm stealing this from Tamari. And, um, but I'm going to say this with like, she's, I'm going to pretend she trademarked it. She's calling it a snack pump, which I think is perfect. So I just call it like, you know, like a, a shorty basically is what I say, but like a little pump pumping session in between your major pumping sessions. And that can also help trigger more milk production. It can remove milk. And anytime we're removing milk, we're demanding more milk. So that is a definite way to help increase supply. All right, my friends, I think that is what I have for you. I think I wrapped it all up in probably every direction possible. That is the chat on uh, transitioning from exclusive pump. I'm see, I'm so used to saying exclusively pumping. So exclusively breastfed babies to exclusive pumping. Um, there are more ways than one to do anything, but I feel that this, this episode should really help like start putting you in the right direction. And I hope that you find it successful and I'm always here to support you. So if you have any questions, please, please always reach out, have a great day and I'll talk to you later.